0: Hello, everybody! Welcome to the season finale, season one finale of Topical Brainstorm. My name is Christian Larson, and I'm here with my co-host, Gareth Fox. How you doing,
1: dude? It's been a wild ride, man. <sighs> wild ride.
0: <laughs> you could say that for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I kn- uh, I'm
1: I'm doing well, though. Thanks for asking. How are you?
0: Good. I I'm good. I am lucky enough to be done with my semester.
1: Ah, uh, you lucky.
0: <laughs> A week before you will will be done. So, yeah. Feels good. My last final was really rough and uh that's the one I don't have my score back from yet, so I'm waiting on that, but uh I don't think I did bad enough to fill the class, so. There you go. That's all that matters, man. So life goes on. Yep. Yeah. How are you feeling about your uh, your finals week?
1: Uh, I really only have to worry about one test, so. Man, yeah, it should be fine, hopefully.
0: Yeah. How has your studying gone?
1: Uh, you know, not as well as I'd hoped, but pretty. <laughs> I mean, not terrible, you know. Yeah. So
0: well I wish you luck.
1: Thank you, sir.
0: When when do you take your last one? When are you done
1: yeah, by I can take it whenever, but um I wanted to take it before Friday, but I might just take my last one on Friday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's see. kinda that's kinda how my last one was. I was just like, I want to get it done on Thursday instead. And then I started it and regretted it immediately (laughs) because I was just like, oh, boy, I'm not prepared as I should be for this.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how. Well, so my last one is multiple choice.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that should help out a lot. Yeah. Because none of my well, except for like, I don't know, (laughs) could go either way because multiple choice is nice if you know the answers. If you don't, yeah, yeah, you're just, yeah. <laughs> you're just yeah. screwed.
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> so, like, could uh, but I don't know. I feel like I can noodle things out a little bit better when it's multiple choice.
0: Yeah, I, at
1: least you can roll rule, rule stuff out.
0: Yeah, at least your your chances are better, and you can usually get down to a fifty fifty, right? And then yeah, it, it's still a crapshoot at times. But
1: I mean, as long as you kind of know the concept usually you'll get a 50/50 shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the last test I took, the hard one, I got down to like it was only 20 questions and each question was 5% of the test and I got down oh, to wow. I got down to like the last 5 and none of them were multiple choice and I just had no idea what to do on like any of them. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, luckily with all this COVID stuff, it's all like open note. So I Mm. I could just like search through my notes, you know, because I had it was like I had three hours to take the test.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's
0: good. I found some answers, but there were still some that I was just like, I have no idea. Like I can roughly figure this out, but it would have been really nice to have multiple choice because they were just all fill in the blank. And I just you can't narrow it down that way, you know. You just got to take a stab in the dark.
1: <laughs> I hate filling in the blank because you have to know the exact word that the teacher used in the freaking class. Oh it's yeah. Stupid.
0: Yeah, mine were all um, just like numerical answers, so I didn't have to worry about vocab, but it oh, was it's, it's still rough cuz you got to just like type in, you know. 4300 and the answer could be you know, he could be way off. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, not reassuring. But there you go. But that's behind me now. So good luck this week with your Thank final.
1: You. I wish you luck in your enjoying of the post-final.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got plenty to do, but at least they're not yeah. tests. All right. Well, should we... Should we jump in? I think we should. Let's do it. Uh, as I said, it's the, it's the season finale. We're covering the last three chapters in How to Win Friends and Influence People. And we'll be moving on to uh, other kind of scarier things for our next book. Should, but,
1: should, should we uh, drop it right now or should we wait? No, nah, let's,
0: let's wait. Let's
1: All play. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But
0: yeah, so before we jump into these chapters, there's one more thing of business we got to take care of. There was a challenge issued last episode.
1: There was.
0: Because last episode we talked about, there were a few topics, but one of them was about giving praise, giving specific praise to people. Um, and the challenge was to try to give someone a very specific and sincere compliment or something along those lines. So, Garrett, uh, how'd you do with this challenge?
1: I'm going to be honest. I am going to need another week because I okay. failed.
0: <laughs> how'd you do? Okay. We will uh, check up on you next time, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know if I did very well, but I tried at least.
1: <laughs> okay. That's, that's good.
0: Scenario is I had two rented Amazon textbooks. And I don't have a printer. Like you're supposed to print off the labels and package them and send them in. I don't have a printer. I didn't keep the box. Or if I did, my dog chewed it up. So she also chewed on one of the textbooks a little bit. I'm waiting to see if they find me for that. But (laughs) at least it it was the cheap textbook. One of the textbooks was like $150 buyout value. And one was like $30 buyout value. And she chewed on the cheap one. So. Thank oh, you. That's good. Thank you Scarlett for that. But
1: no, don't praise her for <laughs>
0: <laughs> she can't understand me. Anyway, so I went into the UPS store to to just get these books returned and I had to like screenshot the labels and email them to the store email and then the worker printed them out for me and then and then uh so and in, in the end it cost me like $10, but the, the girl who helped me at the, at the front desk, she was just like, looked pretty grumpy.
1: <laughs> and, yeah. so
0: and, and so, and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, surprisingly, you know, I've been in school for four, five years now and I've never really had to do this before. So I was just like, uh, how, can I just screenshot these to you? And she was just like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay. And what's your email? And she just, she just seemed pretty impatient. Eventually, she went back to get um, like print off the labels I sent in and all that, and and came up and I was just like, okay, I got to think of like some really good compliment to give her. Uh, You know, just like try to get her to smile was like my goal, right? Yeah. And I, I made one joke before I was like, you'd think I'd know how to do this. I've been in, I've been a college student for four years already, and she just didn't didn't even acknowledge that I'd said anything. Um, but then as I, as you know, I paid and then as I was walking out, I was like, thank you. You made the process of returning these textbooks very painless for me is what I said. That was like me trying to, you know, be, be like specific and sincere. Yeah. And she didn't really respond to that either. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, well, maybe, maybe it made her day. She just didn't acknowledge it in the min- in the moment, you know. Maybe she was yeah. happier the rest of the day. I guess I'll never know. And I guess sometimes you don't know. But that was my attempt at completing the challenge. So
1: <laughs> There you go. Hopefully she didn't take it as like, wow, that was sarcastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I hope not. I tried to not be sarcastic at all. <laughs>
1: yeah you uh was it is it kylie that always says that um is it you're either too sarcastic or too serious i can't remember which one she always says you are
0: probably a little bit of both i feel like i feel like i can come off as serious when i'm trying to be sarcastic huh i've been told i've been told that before that i'm just like very dry and monotone and all that and
1: monotone man i don't try to be (laughs) well there you go that's good
0: anyway i need to try you
1: you you did better than i did
0: yeah there was a few times this week
1: where i was like i need to give someone a compliment and then i'd be like i really don't want to right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) so that's on me all right well i will be verifying so and uh next time there'll be some sort of punishment. Like you have to give out two compliments if you don't do it this week. So two compliments, and that's a punishment? <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh as long as I'm not giving out money.
0: Oh, that should be the punishment. You have to donate to PETA or something like that.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. I will be sure to compliment someone this week then.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, let's jump into the chapters. So I'll introduce the first one. The title is give a dog a good name, which I think was a catchy title. And the main principle is just give people a reputation to live up to. So if and again, this, this whole section is on leadership. So in a scenario where you are leading someone, the principle is to, if you want someone to develop some characteristic, just act like they already have it and praise them for that. And, um, obviously this has to be sincere, you know, it can't come off as as sarcastic as we've already discussed, but, um, act as if they already have that trait and then they'll have a reputation to live up to. And more often than not, they will live up to that and they will begin to develop that trait and show that trait and uh, improve. Uh, And I liked, I liked that principle. What did you think about it, Garrett?
1: Uh, I thought it was super clever to just like, Hey, like, you know that somebody or you want somebody to do something better. So you just like, Hey, I like the way you do this. And this is why I like it, and then all of a sudden they think to themselves, "Oh, I didn't know I was good at that." So then all of a sudden they start trying. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's super clever, probably underutilized, uh, but I don't know. May, I, I, maybe people have done this to me, and I just don't even know. You know? Yeah, maybe. Like I've I've had that thought. Like, huh? When am I actually good at things that people say I'm good at, or? Am I good because they said I was good, which made me try harder to become good? You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. That was
1: was a really hard thought to follow, but <laughs> I think I, I
0: think I followed it.
1: That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really liked it though. A lot of good examples. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a personal one for this, but I can't think of any.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean neither. Uh, Yeah. I Yeah, but it it does seem like a really good principle and I think this is one that will only really work if if the people that you lead or the person you're trying to influence already has respect for you. Cuz thinking through a scenario, if if I had a boss who was like, "Hey, I can tell that you're like one of the hardest workers we have and you like like, you're really diligent and, like, thank you for working so hard, you know? If I, if I had a boss tell me that, then, like, next time that I would be tempted to, like, slack off or, or like, um, you know, not put forth my best effort, I feel like I would think back on that and I'd be like, oh, I can't let my boss down because, you know, my boss is under the impression that I work really hard and I want to live up to that, you know? Like thinking, yeah. thinking through that scenario on the other side of things as the follower or as the employee, as opposed to the leader, um, I really think it would work and I really think it'd be effective, but I do think that it would have to be someone I respect, right? Cause if it was a boss who had just like been a jerk to me the whole time, I may not respect that or I may not trust him or it may come off as, as fake, you know?
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, in a perfect world, I guess everyone would start out having that respect. Well, I don't know. I feel like I respect everyone until they give me a reason not to respect them. But that's a different thought. Um, I think you're right. If It means a lot less if it's not serious and if it's not coming from from someone that um, you at least get along with and re- like respect their point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But who knows? This one is—it's as we said—it's hard to look back in our life and think of a scenario where this happened. But like you said, maybe we've been oblivious. You know, maybe people have been yeah. tricking us our whole lives. Into these. Yeah.
1: This <laughs> actually makes me think of, <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I don't know why this popped into my head, but there's a, a Disney Channel movie <laughs> called Double Teamed.
0: Never seen it.
1: <laughs> it's a basketball movie where these, like, twin, gigantic twin girls move high school so they can play for a better basketball team. And there's the the point guard is like super stuck up, and uh, she doesn't like them at first. And then all of a sudden, they they become friends, and they're playing out in the park one day. And then there's this guy that shows up, that plays for the guys' basketball team at their school. And he looks at the point guard, and he's like, "You you're always trying to score the ball, but you know what? You're really good at passing. Like, you should you should realize that." And she wasn't good at passing because she, like, hated to do it because she liked to score. Then all of a sudden she'd pass the ball more. <laughs> so that's just kind of one example of, of how this principle works.
0: Way to go, Disney Channel.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it's funny
0: that that was what popped into your head, but that is a good example.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so... You ready to jump into the next chapter? Yeah, let's do it. It's pretty heavily related to this one. Um, It's kind of the other side of the same coin, but chapter eight is titled Make the Faults Seem Easy to Correct. And the principle is about using encouragement and making faults or weaknesses seem easy to correct. So um, if if someone makes a mistake and this was one that was it was interesting to me because you don't want to make something hard seem too easy cuz i feel like if you do that incorrectly it'll just demoralize the person and make them feel like they're not capable of doing something that you think is easy yeah but if you do it correctly with encouragement you're just like oh no like you can you can get a hold of this you know like you can you can you know this isn't as hard as you think it is it takes a little bit of work. Um, something like that, how that sort of encouragement can be transformative as opposed to just getting mad at somebody for doing something wrong. If you do something like that, um, they're much more likely to put in a lot of effort to get better at it and um, much more likely to get better at it because of that encouragement.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like if you <laughs> – I like what you said about – if you do it wrong, you can demoralize someone. Like, obviously if someone's like, here's an extreme, extreme example. Okay. But if someone's like addicted to cocaine or something, you can't just be like, Oh, that's, that's easy to overcome that man. Like that's no problem at all. Like, because at that point, if you tell, if you tell someone something's easy and then they, they can't do it, it does, like you said, demoralize them and, they lose all hope of ever getting control of it, you know, and some things aren't easy, but a lot of things I feel like we make way harder than they should be. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And by someone, if, if someone does tell me that something is easy, it does, at least for me with my personality, that makes me want to do it. And I feel like most humans are probably the same way just that have that competitive drive in them, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong though.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously we don't think completely the same. And a lot of people don't think the same way we do, but I think I, I agree with you to an extent. And I think, I think if that, if it comes off, I mean, if it, if you make something seem easy, but you do it with plenty of encouragement, Like you said, and like Dale says in the book, Mm -hmm. he, he gives a scenario where, well, he says that and he says, then the person will practice until the dawn comes in the window in order to excel. So, and I don't know, you, you mentioned that it was, was a competitive thing and, and maybe that plays a role for a lot of people. But, um, I also just think the, the knowledge that someone believes in you, um, and, believes that you're fully capable of accomplishing whatever thing it is. I think that has a lot of power as well. And um definitely encourages a lot of a lot of motivation and a lot of work where someone might otherwise be discouraged um or not willing to put in that work.
1: Yeah. Well, like let's take the flip side of this for a second as well, the other side of this coin. I absolutely hate it as I'm sure most people do when someone makes something I've done that I I've, I've known is like wrong or like I've made a mistake somewhere and they make it into this big deal mm-hmm. because that's, that's the the exact opposite of this. Like if, if there's something I've done a million times and then I just do it wrong once, and someone makes a big deal out of it. I know you know that just like it frustrates me mm-hmm. so by making something not a big deal a lot of and by giving that encouragement, um I definitely see how it it spurs people to become better, you know I don't know if that thought made sense, but <laughs>
0: No, I, I think so. That, that makes sense. And related to that, I also think if, if you work really hard at something, um, like in growing up, we, we both ran cross country in high school. Right. And I think you were, you were much faster than I was, but, um, I was like really slow as a freshman and then I got a little bit faster and you know by like my junior year I was my best time was like of a 5k was somewhere in like 19 minutes 19 minutes something you know yeah and I think that year I I broke 19 like one time and that was my all-time best best my, my my record my personal record but um and I, like, had to work, like, a lot over time to do that. And I wasn't always um, the most diligent runner. Um, <laughs> I got I got plenty of stories of goofing off in high school, which, like, you know, I, I don't regret overall. I got a lot of good memories, a lot of good friends from doing stuff like that. Um, and since I wasn't on varsity, I wasn't really uh, disappointing anyone but myself. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, a part of me wishes I would have been more dedicated, but... Uh, I don't regret a lot of very fun afternoons I had with with friends. Regardless, yeah. get back, and get uh, getting back on topic. Um, I remember this one freshman came in when I was a junior. Well, a lot of freshmen came in that year that were just way faster than me. But there was this one like kind of annoying kid who was just he was pretty cocky about it, and I remember. I was like standing with some JV guys talking about, we were talking about like our accomplishments. Right. And we were all like kind of pumping each other up, you know, just like, Oh yeah. Like you're doing really well for yourself because that's what, you know, running is about. It's breaking your own times. Right. And then like this kid walked in who could like easily run faster than all of us and just said something like arrogant about like how fast he was and how slow we were. And I don't remember Mm -hmm. the exact words, but I remember just, like, being so upset at, like, one, that he was just, like, being a jerk about it. But, like, as I thought about it more, it was just, like, it was annoying that he made something that seemed so hard to me look so easy, you know? Yeah. After telling this whole story, I'm not sure how well this relates to the topic, but... (laughs) (laughs) But the idea of, like, making someone think things are easy so that they can accomplish it, accomplish it or on the flip side, like encouraging someone when they've accomplished something as opposed to making them think that, that it's not that big of a deal, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I felt like that guy came in and was just like, Oh, like none of the work you guys have put in matters because you guys still aren't that fast. But like that was just demoralizing. So that's like kind of the other side of the coin here where just I think you should tread lightly when looking at other people's accomplishments because you don't really know how much work they've put in or what they're capable of doing. Um, so I feel like, as Dale Carnegie said, encouragement, no matter what, is is a much better way to change behavior than um, anything else.
1: Yeah. I feel like when using this principle, you it's probably best to leave yourself out of it if you say, "Look, I did this, and it was easy for me," that doesn't come off as genuine, and it'll probably backfire mm-hmm. but if you say, "Hey, you've been putting in a lot of work um I know you can do this uh, you made this mistake, but that's that's a tiny mistake like you uh, <coughs> you're not gonna make it again, and if you make it again, you know you'll you'll do better the next time, so <coughs> as long as you encourage and leave your own ego out and don't talk about yourself, I feel like this principle would would work probably every time, depending on how minor the mistake actually is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, use, use encouragement, you know, don't, uh, if someone has a weakness or a fault, there's no need to, Berate them on it, because as as you mentioned, they are probably already aware. Um, and if you make it seem like they can change, they're much more likely to. If you encourage them and um, show that you believe they can change, um, yeah, you'll get better results. I think is the the basis of this these two chapters, kind of. And um, one other thing that that reminds me of. I don't know where I read this once, but it's like a parenting tip that kind of relates to this. Um, Not that I have the right to give out parenting tips, obviously, but um, I read once that like when, when a kid does something good, it's really good to encourage that behavior. But like, for example, if a kid just like gets up after dinner and helps you do the dishes, you're supposed to be like, you're being such a good, like a good way of, of complimenting that would be like, you're being such a good helper. Yeah. that, that like gives the kid like something to aspire to like, oh yeah, I want to be a good helper, you know? Yeah. And on the flip side, when they're being bad, you're not supposed to be like, you're so dumb. You're supposed to be like. Well, you should probably never use the word dumb. You're not supposed to say something like you're really bratty or you're really stubborn, but you should say something along the lines of you are being really stubborn. And, you know, like that's not good yeah. because X, Y, and Z. But, um, you know, using that in in, a, in an adult world, I just feel like giving someone encouragement, like... You know, you have the capability of being very good at this thing, and I believe you can be very good at this thing. Um, I think it just goes a long way, and it it lets people grow and lets people progress.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. You definitely want to praise the behavior rather than the outcome. Mm-hmm. Because if you praise the behavior and encourage good behavior rather than just an outcome. If, if they, at that point, if they do a good behavior and have a negative outcome, um, they, it's not as reinforcing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I like what you said. Everything's, everything checks out there with me.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks. Yes. Thanks for the,
1: you're you're, going to make a great
0: parent. (laughs)
1: Is this your way of announcing something, Christian? That's a
0: scary thought, and definitely not. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But, uh, you know, someday it will be an adventure when that day comes.
1: I would uh, like to, like our audience to know that our book, our next book is not about parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe in a few years.
0: (laughs) Maybe someday. Uh, when we're both on yeah. that level, that would probably be a very good book for us to do. That would be fun, actually. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. We'd probably constantly get interrupted and be like, shut up, Ralphie, to our kids. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> all right. To do it after That's they go to funny. bed. All right. Let's, yeah. let's jump into the last chapter. Uh, go ahead and introduce that one, Gary.
1: Okay. So chapter nine, the last chapter of this book. It has done us well. Um, that's not the name of the chapter. <laughs> the name of the chapter is Making People Glad to Do What You Want, and the principle is Make the other person happy about doing the thing you suggest. Um, this is a really... Uh, this principle, I feel like, is important if you need to get something done like this is a a leadership uh, attribute that really helps um, helps you contribute to whatever you're trying to accomplish it can be easily uh, misused though you could definitely use people to manipulate or manipulate people with this principle if you're not careful uh what do you think about it christian
0: yeah you know i i I know we've said that a few times about the manipulation and i I think that is true with with all of these principles some more than others most likely um but again everything takes being sincere and you can't just be focused on what you want you got to you got to make sure that whatever you want doesn't harm the other person, and preferably what you want helps the other person. These are mostly just tactics of helping the other person see that right yeah um, and that's got to be true with this principle as well, as you said um, and this it connects with something we've talked about before about you know frame things in a way that gets the other person wanting to do something, you know, like talk about the things and the benefits that that person will have as opposed to just what you want. Um, and he has some good, good stories in this chapter about that. Yeah. Um, but you got to be aware that just stating your want list and stating everything you want that's never really gonna make somebody want to do something for you, unless, of course, they're just a very loyal person who already loves you and respects you. Um, but even that, over time, that love and respect will wear down if you're always focused on the things you want.
1: Yeah, I feel like. Uh, well, you could you could easily apply that to like a re- relationship setting. Yeah. Where if all you care about is what you want, then eventually that person, um, that loves you and you supposedly love, love, uh, they're not going to be in love with you anymore. You know, like Mm -hmm. that'd be stupid if, if they're not getting anything out of the relationship and you're getting all your needs and all your wants, uh, satisfied for lack of a better word, uh, but they're not getting any of theirs fulfilled. Like why, why stick around in in such a relationship? You know, like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. that'd be stupid and yet people do it. So it's weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously marriages, um, every relationship is complex, but marriage is, is very complex, but, um, to to go along with what you said about how some people stay together anyway, you know, a lot of things that are impossible to understand from the outside of of a situation like that. <clears throat> it's true, but the the principle applies to any relationship you have, you know, a friendship, a family member, um, that requires give and take, and uh, you can't just take, you know. And looking at it from a leadership standpoint, um, you, you have to find ways to get the people you're trying to influence to, I mean, one, see your point of view, but if you can get them to like your point of view and be happy to do that, and if you can make sure that they see what's in it for them, uh, you know, you're going to be much more successful in getting things done than solely focused on yourself and your wants and your desires.
1: Yeah. I I find it interesting. I like that he ended with this chapter Mm -hmm. because as I was thinking about it, all the other chapters kind of like this one encompasses all of them. If you use all the principles in this book, you will be making people happy to, to see you as a leader and to, Um, do the things that you're trying to influence them to do and become, you know, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. And yeah, to add on to that, as he's mentioned before, everybody wants to feel important, right? And these principles help you make people feel important. You know, they give you tools to help you, um, to help well it makes you more likable right and it makes people feel that you see them and you value them and all of that is going to help you influence people and and have friends right um and that's that's really important uh one one point i want to touch on it's literally the last full paragraph of this whole book and i i really liked it I'll just read it word for word. And it says, it's naive to believe you will always get a favorable reaction from other persons when you use these approaches. But the experience of most people shows that you are more likely to change attitudes this way than by not using these principles. And if you increase your successes by even a mere 10%, you have become 10% more effective as a leader than you were before. And that is your benefit. Um, I think that was awesome because he's never really said anything like that before. He's just only given success stories. Right. And then right here at the end, he's just like, you know, you're not always going to be successful, but these are tips and tools that will help you be successful more often. And that's what's important, right? Like that's what's, that's, that's progress. That's you're a little bit better and that's your benefit. I just think that was a really, really key point to touch on. Like anything we've discussed, anything that you and I have learned from this book, Garrett, it's just they're tips that give us a little advantage, you know, they help us be successful 1% more of the time, 10% more of the time. And that's huge because that's, that's just 10% more success in anything we're trying to do than we would have had beforehand. Um, Yeah. And I like that uh, point he makes.
1: Yeah. I mean, one percent of a lifetime is uh, quite a bit of lifetime, you know. Yeah. If you're one percent better throughout your lifetime from from these principles, it's well worth it.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I like that. So many people, including my, myself, are afraid to to fail. Um, which I don't like. That just what you just read makes me think of that because. You know we're not always successful. We're not always going to be successful, but you are right, um, and so is Dale. Like these principles will help us. Mm-hmm. Life is life is all about dealing with with other people, and <clears throat> these principles are made to help with that for sure.
0: For sure. Do you have anything else on these chapters? I don't. All right. It has been a solid book. Yeah.
1: Thanks for uh, reading it with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Learned a lot. Yeah. So here's the plan going forward. We're going to have kind of an in-between episode where we're going to touch on just a few key points we liked in this book one more time. Um, go over briefly just a couple highlights and I think we'll probably introduce our new book in that episode. If that's okay with you, Garrett.
1: Yeah, that is fine with me. Have you bought it yet?
0: Yesterday I ordered it. So Ooh. it is, it is on its way to my
1: can you send me the link and I'll order mine?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can do that.
1: <laughs> That'd be sweet. Um, yeah, I'm totally down for that.
0: Okay. so look, look for that. Uh, we got some big and exciting things coming up in in this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: and thanks for uh, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening, yeah. It's been great.